0: Genesis 19, beginning in verse number 15. When the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Isn't that funny? While he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. It came to pass when they had brought them forth aboard that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Now notice what he said there. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight. And thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither notice what he's saying it is not a little one and my soul shall live and he said unto him see I have accepted thee concerning this thing also that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken haste thee escape thither For I cannot do anything till thou be come thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was rising upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Father, help me just a little while. Speak to your precious people here tonight, Lord God, that we might see something here that would help us all. God, know that you're soon coming for us all, Father, so help us, Lord, to hear what thus saith the Lord tonight in these scriptures. And God, give me liberty to preach, I pray, that, Father, each one might hear from you tonight and be doers of the word, not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm glad tonight that God makes a way of escape. Amen. He chose Lot and to get out of this city. Lot, two daughters and a wife. And I thought about in that last verse that I read to you as Abraham was looking toward Sodom and Gomorrah. He could see the smoke where God had burnt that place Now we're not talking about a little bitty place We're not talking about an acre or two And Abraham was not just a mile or two away He was many miles away Now think about this When a volcano erupts You're talking 35 to 40,000 feet in the air Sometimes it'll spew And as I read this, I thought about fire and brimstone being raining down out of heaven, hitting the earth, and everything a-burning, and God allowing Abraham, however far away he was, to see what was going on. Don't you know Abraham began to pray for his kinfolk? Because he knew where his kinfolk was because they had separated earlier. But did you notice that God had the angels there? And they couldn't do nothing till Lot got out. Hastened him to get out so they could finish the work that God had sent them to do. I thought about this. There's a lot of folks worshiping angels more than they are God. They got it on the walls. They got it on their houses. They got necklaces. And they think more of the angels than they do God. They give more honor and glory to angels than they do God Almighty. Say Amen with me. In Genesis chapter number 24 and verse number 7, Genesis 24 and verse number 7 The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, notice what he's doing. And that squire unto me, saying, unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send angels before thee. Are you with me? And thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. Are you with me? Say amen. You know God sending angels before a lot of us, and we just don't know it. Look in 24 and verse number 40. And he said unto me, the Lord before I, whom I walk will... Send his angels with thee and prosper thy way. Thou shalt take a wife of my son and the kindred of my father's house. God has always been able to pull us out of difficulties that we don't even realize sometimes. You notice Lot didn't know he was in trouble till the angels showed up. He didn't know what was going to befall that city till the angels showed up. Then we see here that God is preserving us in the way that he has chosen to preserve us and yet Lot's wife turned and looked back. Now I may be dumber than a rock but if God sends somebody to come tell me point blank I'm going to burn this place. There ain't going to be nothing left. You get out of here with your wife and your children and don't look back. Why would you look back? When I got in the city of Zoar where he had agreed to go, I might have looked back then and seen the smoke like Abraham did. But I'm going to be running too fast otherwise. Amen. I mean, if you know anything about God, God's a man of his word, or I shouldn't say man. God is God of his word. And if he said it, he will perform it. Say amen right there. Now look with me, if you will, in Exodus chapter number 23. Let me see if I can tie some of this together tonight. In case you hadn't caught the drift, it's about angels. The trouble of it is tonight, a lot of folks are worshiping the angels. Amen. Amen. Exodus 23 verse 20. Behold, I send angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee unto the place which I have prepared. Now notice what he says here. Beware of him. Everybody catch that? <laughs> have you ever, ever heard anybody say oh don't talk about the angels I'm afraid of them I had never heard anybody have you but what did he just say beware of him why why would God say beware this angel now listen stay with me don't let me lose you beware of him and what obey his voice and what provoke him not for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Are you listening? These little angels that folks are hanging around their neck, God also has an angel of wrath, don't he? Of judgment. It's not all these little bright and pretty little things that you think is so lovable, but God said, beware, beware. Now listen, church, let's look at it. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thy enemies. Hello, are you with me? And an adversary unto thine adversaries. For my angels shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Pezrites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Dejabites and I will cut them off. Now it sounds to me like he's with an angel of war. I'm going to send this angel. Did you notice it was only one? Hey. God can get the job done with just one. (laughs) I mean, he could wipe out a multitude. He could wipe out 100,000. Wouldn't be nothing for God's angel that had been sent. Are you with me? Say amen. (laughs) Listen, if you know anything, God's able to preserve you if you're willing, stay with me, To let him point the way. What's he saying here? You better listen to him. And you better go and do what he tells you to do. If you don't want me your enemy. Hello? He said I'll be the enemy to your enemy. If you listen. I'll be an adversary to you. If you listen. Don't you wonder sometimes why people have such hard times, maybe they're not listening. Oh, preacher, don't say that. I'm just telling you tonight. Listen, is there, how many love the 23rd Psalms? You remember what it says in 23rd Psalm? It says, surely, now listen, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm persuaded that is to angels. I'm persuaded that God had goodness and mercy. Hey, listen. If goodness and mercy hadn't followed you, you'd been in hell a long time ago. But because goodness and mercy was there, you're here today. You ain't in hell. So I'm persuaded the 23rd Psalm is talking about God sent two angels follow you all the days of your life and give you And we read throughout this Bible that God sent this angel before them. God prepared a way for them. As you see Sodom and Gomorrah, the man that God chose to come out of there was warned by two angels. So wasn't that goodness and mercy for Lot? (laughs) He had goodness and he had mercy. I, I don't see it any other way. But isn't it funny that we'll hang a little angel around our neck and it's kind of like the baby Jesus, isn't it? That's all it ever is. It's so delicate and it's so lovely. But here we're reading about an angel that is able to kill, to destroy. You know that's in the book. Say amen. You know God is able to destroy. Say amen. Turn with me in the book of Judges, chapter number 6. Stay with me. I got a little scripture tonight. We need it. Everybody needs scripture in your life? Surely you do. Judges chapter number 6 verse number 11. There came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertaineth unto Joash the Aborite and his son Gibeon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it From the Mennonites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. A man of valor is a man of war, preparing. Do you realize you're in a warfare? The word of God said, we wrestle not with flesh and blood and bone, but principalities and powers of the air. That's what we wrestle with. You know, the greatest warfare that you ever have is in your mind. That's where the enemy attacks you. In your mind. Amen. And believe me, he'll attack you in your sleep. Amen. You might think your mind is shut off. No, you have dreams, don't you? You have dreams whether you remember them or not. Amen. Amen. And the trouble of it is, some of our dreams are real vivid. God's preparing his people for a battle that's coming ahead. Hello? You can wear that little angel around your neck if you want to, but you better be prepared for the battle. We are fixing to face a warfare like America has never seen. Write her down. Write her down. America, listen, the America that I grew up in is long gone. She'll never come back. We'll never have that again. Boy, it's quiet in here tonight. Maybe I'm not preaching good enough. Listen, I'm 67-year-old, raised in Madison County. That's 60 years behind the time then. They're still 60 years behind the time. But you think about what I grew up in and what older folks than me grew up in. We'll never see those days again. And the Bible was true when it said it's getting worse and worse. Oh, we're getting better and better. No, no, no. We're getting worse and worse. Worse and worse. Are you believing it? I sure do. Isn't it funny that God told us we just didn't listen? Now, let me ask you something. If God sent an angel to you and said, The Lord is with you, what would you do? The Lord is with thee. Would you believe that? Okay. Next point. That tells me you probably wouldn't believe it. When the two came to Lot, he knew it immediately. There's something different about God's angels. But remember the Bible said that you'll entertain angels unaware. And the question there is, how will we not be aware of it? Most of them not looking for anything special. They can't read the sign. They don't want to read the sign because the sign's telling them, Stop! (laughs) 1 Kings chapter number 19. We don't like that word stop, do we? We want to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and how we want to do it. Woo, that hurt. 1 Kings 19 verse number 5. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Are you with me? And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a cruse of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid, down, laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, Touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meal 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. i tell you what, I'd like to eat a meal that lasts me 40 days and 40 nights. Wouldn't you? (laughs) <laughs> and he came thither unto a cave and lodged there and behold the word of the Lord came to him and he said unto him what dost thou hear Elijah and he said I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant throw down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword and I even I only am left And they seek my life to take it away. No. 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 You're not in this alone. You're not in this alone. Did the word say he'd never leave us nor forsake us? We're talking about a man of God here. And he said, I'm the only one left. You ever feel like you're the only one left? Now listen. Listen to me carefully. If God sent an angel... Baked you a cake. Had you to rise up twice and eat. And it lasted 40 days. Why do we so easily forget God is a way maker. He is also a provider. Amen. I mean if he has to fly it in on a souped up crow. He can do it. If he has to speak it into existence. He can do it. And he will provide. But he uses angels. He uses different things. And he'd like to use you. Oh, he'd love to use you. The question is, will you let him? 2 Kings chapter number 6, verse number 17. And Elias prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about the lies. Are you with me? Say Amen. You know that story? They're fixing to kill him. God sent a band of angels, horses, and swords all around him. I don't do a whole lot of history reading, but it's recorded in history in several places. Not too far back, during the Gulf War, they were surrounded and they were out of ammunition. Has anybody ever heard this story? The tanks were coming to destroy them. They had them. They knew if God didn't do something, it was over. All of a sudden, the enemy jumped up and ran off. Gave up. And when they captured them, they asked them, said, what made you jump and run? And they said, did you not see that big hand come over that mountain down in that valley? You remember that, sis? God sent a hand to stop that caravan and say, you ain't going to get my people. Now, they. this is the enemy recording this. This ain't. God's people, this is the enemy saying, hey, we ain't never seen nothing like that. When that hand come down out of heaven and got between our tanks and them, we jumped and run. You think God can provide when he needs to? Go back and study World War II. They needed some way to conceal getting on shore And they didn't know how they was going to do it because it was open seas. You know what God did? He sent a fog that morning and you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Go back and read it. And they got to shore without a shot fired. (laughs) That don't just happen, folks. That's a God thing. What I'm saying is no matter how the enemy looks at it, If God is on your side, he's going to provide what needs to be done at the right time. If he has to send angels to do it, if he has to send a fog to do it, God is able. And I thought about many things that I've read over the years that God did. But that one during the Gulf War really stuck in my heart, in my mind. A hand from heaven coming down. In front of an army of tanks and didn't know (laughs) that the guys they were going to get didn't have no bullets, as out. None, as out. In other words, they were defeated till God moved in. Put a hand. God'll move in. When it's God's deal, it's God's bill, is what Brother Ray Broom says. If it's God's deal, it's God's bill. You think he can't pay the bill? Sure he can. Think he can't have a hand come out of heaven? Sure he can. Think a fog can't show up? Sure he can. Think it, uh, horses and chariots and fires can't be around on the mountain? Sure it can. Hello? God's able. God's able. Not only is God able, he's willing. He's willing. I, I'm trying to get us to understand God uses angels. <laughs> but you're not to worship them. God has used them for years and years and years and years and years and and will continue to use angels, but they were designed for his glory, not to be worshipped. In the book of Daniel, chapter number 3, I just thought this was interesting tonight, down through the years, how God had used angels. Uh, Daniel chapter number 3, let's start reading, if you will, in verse number 28. We know this story, say amen. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel. Now you remember what he said just a few verses ago? Like unto the Son of God. And delivered his servants that trust in him, have changed the king's words and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, language, which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other god that can deliver after this sword no other God can deliver after this sword then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the providence of Babylon Satan makes it look now stay with me and I'm going to close and we started off in the right direction tonight I never thought I'd see in McDowell County what we're seeing now, but it's here. It ain't going to go away. It ain't going to go away. It ain't going to get any better. It's going to get worse. But I'm here tonight to tell you that God will close shop up before it gets too bad. And take his people home. So every time you see a beer joint open or or a brewery started up or a new law that's passed that hurts our Christian view. Don't let it upset you to the point where it makes you sin. Because God will have the final say so. He has to send a couple of angels and wipe the whole place out and start all over. He's able. He's proven that already, hasn't he? And we know one thing for sure he's going to wipe it out again. He's going to wipe it out. Now, think about this. I may not be an angel here tonight, but I am a messenger. And I've told you what thus saith the word of God. When times got tough and it looked so bad, God sent some angels, got Lot out of a mess. Now, I want you to understand one thing. Lot walked into that mess with both eyes open. He looked down there and saw that well-watered plain, and he said, I'm going down there. I'm not going out there in that desert. You go out there. Let's go down here to this well-watered plain. Chris, sometimes it might look good, but it might not be so good. And you think about it, what it cost him. It cost everything he had as far as money and possessions, his wife, incest with the daughters. That's another story, ain't it? The washpot. Now think about that. And God still preserved him. (laughs) Now think about this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went in the fire. Came out just fine. Daniel went in the lion's den. Came out just fine. I've often wondered this. I just wonder if maybe God didn't have some angels there that trained them lions to keep their mouth shut real quick. Right? Now, now think about this. We don't know exactly what God did, but we know that the lions didn't eat him. They didn't even try to eat him. We know that. We know the next morning he wasn't mad at the king. Oh, king live forever. Now you think about this. They went through that, and they still held their integrity. Right? Church, are we going to hold our integrity? Let me close in this manner tonight. When when abortion first really got cranked up in, in the 80s, and they started killing abortion doctors, everybody remember that? And old Vernon Powell said something to me that made a lot more sense than anything I heard during that time. He said, let's don't shoot the doctors. Let's get them mamas saved and they won't have an abortion. And that'll put them out of business. Yeah, they messed up, but let's get them saved and, and they won't abort them babies. I mean, killing a doctor, yeah, they ain't just going to put a nut in his place. Right? I mean, <laughs> it ain't no big deal anymore. They, they're lined up for that easy money like that. I just wonder sometimes how those doctors can lay down at night and not hear them babies screaming. Because I know a lot of mothers that's in aborted babies lay there and hear the screams at night of that child. I just wonder if them doctors aren't hearing it too. Maybe that's the reason some of them turns into drunks and dope addicts. So church, if we can get people to quit worshiping angels and get to worshiping God, <laughs> I, I, Chris, I wonder if we took a survey in our own church, how I many would say, oh, them angels. <laughs> you say, preacher, no, yeah. Now listen, the Bible said that they'd worship creation more than the creator, Right? tree huggers don't get me wrong on this please I hate them stupid dog commercials with a passion oh we need 3,000 donors immediately these dogs are going to go hungry and they show blind dogs and standing in the cold I'll tell you something God designed that dog to survive outside. If you leave it outside, God will provide for it to be able to fire outside. But you can't take it in the house and keep it and then throw it out in the cold. It'll kill it deader than a hammer. But God provided for that dog, horses, cows, and all the other things to survive the winter. But, but, they want to force you to think Everybody is cruel. It's got their dog outside. My dog stays outside. I love my old dog. I don't want one thing to hurt my dog or, or be a hindrance to him. I make sure he's got food and water and he's got a building to stay in. But I don't think more of that dog than I do children. How I many do you ever see? Oh, we need three thousand donors immediately to help children? I mean, I ain't got nothing against dogs and I ain't got nothing against helping them. But every 10 minutes they play the same commercial over and over and never say nothing about babies? That's sad, folks. That's sad. That's where our world has become. Listen, beer and cigarettes has become more important than baby milk and diapers. Amen. Men, folks, I'm going to get on us. We'll make sure we got cigarettes chewing tobacco and beer before that baby's got milk. Mmm, that hurt a little, didn't it? I know folks it's that way. Yes, sirree. I know a fella that I grew up with his children and we'd go to his house and he had a recliner back before recliners was really popular and you never went to his house that there wasn't a case of beer sitting right beside his chair. And not a gallon of milk in the refrigerator. Not a loaf of bread on the counter. I know that with my own eyes. I know the man died an alcoholic. I know that for a fact. I know he was a sorry daddy. He was an even sorrier husband. He made sure he had his beer whether anybody in the house had a bite to eat or not. And he had four children. I will to tell you something, folks. You can worship angels if you want to, but there's one higher than the angel. You can worship Mother Mary if you want to, or St. James or St. John or whoever you want to worship, but there's one over them that you better put number one in your life. I enjoy angels. I love angel pictures. My grandmother always had that little girl the bridge. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, the little girl crossing that bridge, that angel over it. Yeah. That I, uh, That's burning my memory forever. That was the only picture that hung on the wall in my grandmother's log house. And it was lighted. It had a light on it. There wasn't no plug in to plug it in, but it was lighted. All they had was coal oil lamps in. But I thought, who worships angels more than they worship God? Who puts more confidence in angels? Oh, my guardian angels watching over me. Well, who sent that guardian angel to watch over you? Who gave that guardian angel power to watch over you? Hello, who gave that angel power to take care of the enemy? Who gave that angel power to make sure you had a cake of bread? Hello? I don't know about you, but would you call that angel food? Angel prepared it. Got to be angel food, ain't it? Hello? (laughs) I'm closing. We'd rather have devil food cake. Stand to your feet tonight. Let me ask you a question as we get ready to come to the altar. Who are you worshiping tonight? Is the angelical ministry above Christ Jesus? Who are you worshiping? Who's your God? I I guess I should say who you got hanging around your neck? Who you got in your heart? Listen tonight church. They have a place, they have a job, but they're not God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to ask you something tonight if you know somebody that's worshiping a false god, I want you to come and bring their name to the altar tonight. Whether it's the God of money, whether it's angels, whatever they're worshiping besides the Lord Jesus Christ, bring their name to this altar tonight and say, God, please help them to know that Jesus is the only name given under heaven that man can be saved by. They're worshiping things more than they are the God of heaven. Selfishness, pride, jobs, alcohol, drugs bring them to Jesus tonight Father I thank you for the privilege tonight to stand and break this bread God this bread that you've given me Lord to help us realize the the duty of an angel some were sent God to watch over some were sent for war some were sent for provisions safety God you've sent them many many different ways But God, you never sent one that we should worship them. Father, help us tonight to realize some are worshiping the wrong thing. They come to the church, they come to God's house, but they're worshiping things that they shouldn't worship. They're bowing to things, God, that Lord don't pertain to the Lord Jesus Christ or God Almighty or the Holy Ghost of God. Father, Son, the Holy Ghost is the only three, God, worthy to be mentioned tonight in this place. God, that we should worship and praise you and glorify you for the Son that was given for our sins, Father. The Holy Ghost that was given for a comforter, Father. Let it be so tonight, Lord. Something I've said is encourage your people tonight to worship the true and living God. And Lord, we bring the names before you tonight Father, that we're concerned about that's worshiping the wrong things. God, let it be so somehow, some way. God, that we or someone be able to speak to them. God, and direct them in the right place, Lord. We know, God, that these things that have been discussed here tonight in testimonies. Father, that you ordained it, Father. Help us all to have a word to encourage those to come to Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.